Welcome to the Stephen Van Wy Audio Experience. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Van Wy, a performer, composer, conductor, teacher, content creator, and entrepreneur. On this podcast, I'll be bringing over three decades of professional music experience in the music industry with close to 10,000 live music performances, talking about what it takes to thrive creatively, professionally, and financially as a musician. You're going to find a mix of interviews with other musicians, segments from my public speaking series, casual conversations, and my own current thoughts about all things about music creation and the music business. So if you're a musician and want to accelerate your career growth and make more money doing what you love, this is a great place to get lots of free, no BS content on how to do that. If you're an avid music lover, then sit back and relax because you're going to hear a lot of behind the scenes stuff that most people won't let you in on. Now let's get started. Where are my creatives at today? Are you a creative person? If you just said no, you're exactly who this podcast is for today. Because I want to talk about creativity and how we get stuck stifled, isolate from our creativity. We are all creative. I believe we're born with an innate ability to imagine and be creative. Every single one of us has it and something happens down the road. Some of us act on it when we're younger. We turn our creativity into a professional life, a career, being creative. But really, every profession has some type of creative aspect of it. Creativity has to be involved. A surgeon has to be creative when they're in the middle of a surgery, how they're going to handle a given situation. A lawyer in the courtroom in a trial might have to handle the situation, be creative. You know, the mechanic working on my car, sometimes there's issues and they got to come up with some kind of solution. There's so many ways we can use our creativity, either for good or bad. We can help others or hurt others. Everything we see around us, everything that has been made or invented, everything we use, all this technology that I'm using to make this, the technology that you're using to listen, these were all ideas. Someone imagined them first, and then they took actions figured out how to create it, how to make it, how to put it out there. And that's what I want to talk about today, because I believe that what we imagine becomes what we call our life and our world is our ideas made manifest. What we think becomes our reality. Now, I love kids. I've got three kids of my own, but I've taught kids at all the way from TK all the way to college. And I love kids because they're the best example of unbridled creativity. You know, the age group I love, especially is that five to eight year old, because these kids are totally tapped into their imagination and they are not afraid to share it. You know, for the most part, they have no filter. They'll say things that just, you know, make you roll on the floor laughing. And um, this happened to me yesterday. I want to share a story. I was after uh, I'm an organist and a music director and after uh, the services, I was talking to one of the staff singers and she had her uh, two sons, one was six, one was four. And the six-year-old, his name was Theo, uh, 
know, they were both devouring donuts. I mean, like really getting into the donut, right? Like chocolate around the mouth and all that. And I look at him and I'm like, hey, what's your favorite kind of donut, Theo? And um, he thinks about it for a minute and he goes, jelly. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I love jelly donuts too. Do you like the lemon? Do you like the strawberry? It's like strawberry. Yeah. And I'm like, those are awesome. And, you know, then he, I started talking to his mom a little bit about some music stuff. And uh, he just like turns to the cars because we're near the parking lot and just says, blurts out, I wish cars were made out of pizza. <laughs> I totally stopped in my tracks and I am loving this kid, right? I mean, I think this is hilarious. He has no filter. He's hungry. He's eating a donut, but he's thinking about what can I have next? Pizza sounds good. He's using his imagination, his creativity, and he's imagining that a car could be made out of pizza. Now, how cool is that? How cool would it be to have a pizza car, right? And I'm loving this idea, right? And um, I'm laughing and his mom asks, you know, being a good mom, well, wouldn't you eat the car? Like the, you'd eat the car and then you'd have no car. And he goes with a huge grin. He thinks about it for a second. He goes, I would just eat the window. And he starts laughing and his laugh was so contagious. We're all laughing. And of course, in my mind, I'm very visual. So as he's talking about it, I'm actually seeing the whole thing unfold, you know, imagining a car being a pizza and him eating it. And I just, I mean, I'm dying. And, uh, you know, she's being practical, as an adult thinking, how would that actually work? And he's just living in the pure joy of his pizza car idea, right? So the rest of the day, I mean, I couldn't stop thinking about this. I'm thinking about Leo. I'm thinking about he, how he just enjoyed his idea and how good it would taste and how cool it would be. And he's laughing. There's no filter. He's not judging it, right? He's not thinking about what if this and what if that, you know, he's just thinking how cool it would be. And, and then I think, oh man, I need to be more like Theo. And then I start thinking, but really, aren't we all like Theo in the beginning until someone says, that's a stupid idea. Uh, then we start saying to ourselves, we start questioning ourselves and we start saying, oh, I must have stupid ideas. And then that becomes, I am stupid. Anybody out there relate to that? Well, there it is. What do we do then? Right? I know for me, we shut down. I shut down. I've closed off. Hide the ideas. You isolate. You know, tell myself, no one wants this idea. And then the idea just stops. Right? What could have been this incredible thing that I could have made or other people have made, they just don't happen. They just stop because we're protecting ourselves now from that criticism we heard of that's not a good idea. It won't work. It's stupid. I'm stupid. And I know for me, I got flooded. You know, I was really excited about Theo and I'm like, I want to be like that. I was also flooded with being triggered about situations of my life where that happened to me, but on a worse level, you know, um, where I felt stifled, criticized or judged while I was making music. Um, not, not a donut or not a, you know, pizza car, but like really aspiring to what I wanted to do with my life was to make music. And someone steps in and says, 
uh, that's a bad idea or you're not doing it right. Um, uh, you shouldn't be doing it at all. And all that kind of questioning comes into mind and has been a major stumbling block for me on a lot of levels. And for me, it has led to performance anxiety in, in a big way. And it's kind of want to share like a story that came to mind, an experience I had when I was a teenager um, between my dad and me playing guitar. Um, at the seventh, eighth grade, my best friend played guitar and I was, he'd play guitar and I'd be so excited. Like, I want to learn how to play guitar. And he started showing me how to play guitar. And, um, you know, he let me borrow his guitar and eventually another friend my brothers let me borrow his electric guitar and i just started teaching myself and learning chords and what my friend was showing me and i got a hold of a, a borrowed amplifier and a borrowed guitar it wasn't even my own right and it had you know electric guitar with distortion on it and um i loved rock and roll so i was like oh my gosh sustain and distortion through this amplifier is so amazing and I couldn't play very many chords. I was learning how to play bar chords. So anybody who plays guitar, that's, you know, you have your finger across the fret and you have this certain position with your other fingers. And, you know, it's a very kind of standard way to play rock and roll or jazz. And um, I was thrilled that I was barely learning to strum and to play this bar chord and moving from one chord to another position up and down. And so what did I do? My, my mind told me, oh, repeat this over and over until it becomes easier, until it Get, I get better at it till it feels comfortable. And so I was doing this for a long time in my room, blasting, you know, the volume, playing the same couple chords over and over, back and forth, back and forth. And I, I feel like, oh my gosh, this is going great. I'm going to be a rock star. I love how this sounds. And my dad comes barging in, like literally like opens the door really fast and starts yelling to me. Would you play something else besides two chords? Da, 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 da. And I'll never forget it because, um, you know, he was so angry. It was bothering him to hear me practicing. I know there's a lot of parents out there that have to deal with their kids practicing, right? But, um, but it was bothering him because I was playing loud. I was doing the same thing over and over. I wasn't good at it. And it was irritating him. And he came in and just barged in and told me to pretty much just stop it and play something else and it just totally made me like fall apart inside because here i was in my own mind thinking i'm making progress this is great one day i'll be able to play a real song i'm super excited about it and he comes in with his point of view saying that sucks don't play that play something else shut it off turn it down and this affected me like I didn't really realize how much it affected me until way later, but in that moment it affected me definitely. And I'm telling you about it because it's still affecting me. But um, for me, I just totally shut down. And what did I do? I turned the amp down. I started practicing quietly where no one could hear me. I didn't tell people, you know, my family about what I was playing or my progress. I kept it a secret. I kept my creativity, my progress, and all my desires about that a secret because I felt like I was being told it wasn't good, it wasn't wanted, don't share it, just shut up, right? And, you know, maybe we stay in the cycle. I know for me, I stayed in the cycle of shutting down until my creativity, someone else told me, you, you are good, 
you should be doing this, you know, and that was other music teachers uh, from band and, and from taking, eventually taking lessons, saying I did have talent and to say, you know, you need to toot your own horn. This is going great. You need to progress. My piano teacher, you know, in fifth grade did tell me that I shouldn't play sports. I should just be taking piano lessons when I decided I wanted to quit because I was a little overwhelmed by it by the lessons and the level of music she was giving me to play felt like I wasn't ready and I just got scared. And, um, but she was, you know, giving me lots of encouragement and, and it took other people like that to give me encouragement. It was friends, you know, and it was other teachers who did that. Um, you know, one time I had a job while I was in college, uh, working, uh, for a recreational supervisor job, like at a park in Norwalk. And, um, I really loved it because it was like you would create programs for the kids to play games, to do activities together, you know, arts and crafts. And this was like a summer job and um, super fun. I got to make these big posters and use my creativity making these posters and come up with like a program. And my boss was super impressed because he came to see me and my um, coworker and the program we had. And he thought it was really like the best one um, at all the parks. And he said, you need to toot your own horn more. But I, that wasn't even on my radar because I was just like, we're going to do our own thing here. And I loved doing this, but telling people about it or sharing it was totally not on my radar until he said, you need to tell people at the staff meeting, you need to show your work, bring your work in, tell everybody what you're doing, because this is going to help the staff and it's going to encourage people to do similar things or be creative. Um, and that was like a huge step for me to realize, oh, I can not only am I, I am creative, but actually people do want what I have to offer. Like what, what I'm doing has value. And, you know, when we're in that shutdown mode, that isolation mode, it really takes someone else often to break that cycle. Um, until someone else believes in you, uh, until you can get to the point to believe in yourself again. And, you know, sometimes your creative stuckness could be huge where you stop altogether. Or sometimes it's a small bump, you know, and uh, whether it's someone outside of you telling you, hey, that's not so good. And then you get discouraged or maybe it's your own mind now, your own self, your own head telling you reasons why you should not be creating. Um, what I like to do today is talk about five ways you can kickstart your creativity back up. If you are stuck, here's some things you can do to get it going again. Number one, make a creator day just for yourself and do something fun rather than making it feel like it's something you have to do. So if you're someone who is a creator, you're a musician, an artist of some sort, or whatever career you have, and you feel like creativity is really part of what you have to do, but you're burned out, maybe you're discouraged, plan something like a day where you can just do something for fun that's creative. Like, like a date with your creative self and, and go learn something new, try something new, listen to a new piece of music or study a new score or go to a ballet, um, go to a museum, you know, find out about the music business, some, something about the music business that you don't know about, uh, go, go back to what made you want to play music or create in the beginning. You know, what was that moment? When you said, oh, I've got to do music, this is so amazing. Was it a certain instrument? You know, was it singing? Was it uh, writing music? 
Was it listening? Was it going to a concert and listening to other people that so inspired you? What was it that kicked you off? Tap back into that moment and just refresh yourself and enjoy something. Um, number two, experience a new space that you've never been to before. And this doesn't have to be artistic related, like try a new hiking trail, go to the beach, go to a beach you've never been to, go shopping at a store you've never been to and look around, try a museum you've never been to. If you like food like I do, try a new restaurant instead of the same old, same old. Or if you like cooking, like I love cooking, try to learn to make something new that you've never tried before. Um, travel, go see a new place. And really the whole point of this is to be an observer and soak it in, right? Go somewhere, someplace new you've never been before. It's a completely different experience. And that for me, um, especially being in nature, really jumpstarts my creativity. And I, I feel relaxed. The barriers go down. I feel at peace. I feel like I'm one with my creator. I feel like I'm one with the universe. I'm one with nature. And it gives me a certain peace that I feel like confident in myself and a certain amount of joy that I feel like I can return to what I'm doing creatively. Uh, number three is make a safe place for your creativity. And by that, I mean an emotional safe place and a physical safe place. So a physical place is do you have a space like in your, wherever you live, where you can make your art? Do you have a practice room? Do you have a studio? Do you have a corner? <laughs> Do you have a desk? Uh, is it outside? Do you have some physical place that is just for making your art? I think that's really important because it triggers, um, you know, in our brain, the sense of this is where I do this act of creativity. And so I would encourage you to create a space if you don't have it. Um, and it doesn't have to be a huge place. It can be a small place, like literally like a corner in one of your rooms where that's like a sacred space to make your art. And then the other part, the emotional part is, um, you know, make sure that you have safety in yourself and then with someone else that you trust, it could be one person, it could be, you know, a partner, a family member, a friend that you trust. It could be a coach. It could be, you know, a mentor, uh, but someone else that you trust, that you can share this with, where you feel safe, that they will give you honest feedback in a compassionate way, that they're not going to beat you down how they tell you how it is, but they can actually be honest and say, you know, proud of you for making this, you know, and maybe there's things you can work on or, and this is incredible, like share it now. Um, but to have that kind of relationship with anybody who you can share your art with outside of yourself is really important. So those two things, the emotional and physical space for your creativity. Um, you know, number four would be to stop comparing yourself to others. Now I am totally guilty of this. I was just doing this this morning when I was on scrolling through Instagram and I was seeing other musicians winning Grammys, right? People I know, that were nominated and just won Grammys yesterday. Shout out to all those people. Um, but I definitely saw that and it was a trigger because I immediately thought to myself, oh, they're out there doing it. 
you know, they're, they're more far along where I am. That's really what I wanted to be doing by now is being nominated for Grammy. I haven't made it happen. And all of a sudden I'm giving myself a hundred reasons to stop. And maybe one reason, like you better go start doing all the things you said you were going to do. But me looking at those people and comparing myself was, I felt negative and lack in that moment. So if that happens to you, if you look at others and compare yourself in a negative way where you feel you're not as good as them, you'll never be like them. And all those type of lack thoughts and criticisms come into your head, then you need to stop doing that. Now, however, if you know you look at that and you're fierce about going for it because you see that, then maybe that is a good thing for you because maybe you've got that competitive side or something, you know, looking at other people doing it actually jumpstarts you, then go for it. But for, for a lot of people, when we compare ourselves, um, we sort of turn away and shut our down, close ourselves off and sort of get afraid because we're not where they're at, or we, we think they've achieved more and I'll never get there. And that can be a total blocker. Um, number five would be when you find that emotional and physical space to do your creativity work, uh, to create without judgment right this is a big one for me and and to me um probably the biggest one because that's going back to the story about me and my dad where um you know i felt there was judgment in that moment and i felt like i had to create in secret right um what happened was i started to second guess myself all the time right for years and years and years and so one of the great things that when I was doing my grad work, uh, studying with a composer, Ian Krauss, and uh, he said, you know, I said, I've got all these ideas all the time. I don't know what to do with them, you know, about writing music. I'm, I'm walking around. I have ideas. I'm in the car. I have ideas. You know, I'm home. I'm writing. Things are popping in my head all the time. And, you know, I was judging them. I'm like, I don't think that's a good enough idea. I don't know what to do with that. And he just said, it was the greatest advice I got. As soon as you had a creative idea, put it down on paper as soon as you can and as fast as possible without judgment. And that blew me away. And that's something I've done ever since. When as soon as I can, like if I'm in the car, I do compose in the car. Sometimes I compose in the shower and, or I'm on a walk, you know, hiking or something and I get an idea to put it down as soon as you can before that idea goes away, before uh, you can you start to judge and think it's not so good. Um, as soon as you have that creative idea, put it down on paper as soon as you can and as fast as possible. Just put it down, put it out there. Uh, if you don't write down your musical ideas and you record, get out your you know memo on your iPhone and just put it on your iPhone. Like, don't make an excuse like, oh, I don't have my studio set up right? I got to go to where everything's a perfect situation. Just get out your voice memo and sing it or sing and play it or whatever, you know, however you're creating your stuff. If you're a, a visual artist, just start doing it, get what you need and start doing it. Um, and just do it as fast as you can. Just keep going and going and do it until you run out of that idea. Um, I found when I do that, that the creativity flows more and more and more. And um, it's just that stream of consciousness starting to happen. Uh, the music gets better and better. 
And I don't even think about, is this good or bad? I'm just putting it out there. And then later, not even in the same session, later I'll come back to it and go, huh, what can I tweak? Is this great the way it is? Is it missing something? How do I fill this out more? Do I need to take something out? Do I need to move things around? But in the beginning, I think just to get the creativity going, just put it down somehow. And I think this one is also important because sometimes when we're not, uh, you know, for me, that creativity happens when I'm not in front of my computer. And so I've, I've found ways to, um, to get it down on a voice memo, like I said, or a piece of paper or something, or I keep singing it to myself to find some way to document the idea until I get, get to the spot where I can really fill it out and really make it the art or artwork that I want it to be. But don't let that um, hinder you, right? When you're having that creative moment, you've got to let it come out, foster it, don't shut it down. So these are some small steps, five steps. You can get yourself going again. Um, I hope this is helping you. Uh, if you need some encouragement, I'll be that voice for you today that gives you validation, right? Be like Theo. You can do it. You can create something that has value to the world. You know, it doesn't matter if you think it's unique or not. Don't judge it. It's special and unique because you made it, right? Uh, do these things. You're going to begin to accept yourself and believe in yourself that you are a creative person your creation has value. This was a big step for me recently where I finally accepted I am a creative. You know, a lot of times I thought of my creativity as like something on the side, that that's what I do over there, um, that it's what something I do for my own enjoyment. And I didn't really see myself as a person, as a creator, as a creative, and that everything I'm doing professionally is I'm creating something and what I'm creating has value, whether I'm a conductor and I'm creating a great environment for the choir and selecting music and we're rehearsing it and we're performing it. That is being a creative and that experience has value for everybody involved, for the musicians, for the audience, for the listener. Um, that whole process is a creative process that has value. And a lot of times I don't even know, the level of value that it is until someone later comes and says, Oh, that piece of music you did today changed me. It made me feel empowered. You know, I wept. It touched me in such a way that I'm a different person because of that. And you just never know exactly the impact you have. And so, you know, I'm here to tell you it does have value and to do it and not look at what the result is down the road. Because, you know, we are all born with a natural openness to create something. And I want to encourage you to keep creating. Don't worry about if it's good or bad, just do it. So thanks for listening today. Remember, it's all about progress and not perfection. There is no perfection, it doesn't exist. You know, creativity has its own value Whatever you make and whatever you share with the world makes the world a better place. See you next time, my friends.
Now let's go out there and create something. And if you're a musician, why aren't you practicing? So, hey, guys, if you like what you heard today, I got a lot of free content out on Instagram. You could follow me, join my music community at Dr. Stephen Van Y, also known as the Music Performance Coach. And I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook as well. So I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to DM me your thoughts, make your comments here. I would love to hear from you. Uh, If you could give me a five-star review, that would get this podcast seen and heard to more people, which means I get to help more people. Thanks for listening today, and let's go make some music.